Hi, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bricia. And we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners. And we're just following our dreams, you know, working to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right. And we're also moms. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Super Mama Sisterhood. sisterhood. Hello. Hello. Hi, Superamas. How are you? Welcome back. Hello, everyone. To another episode of your favorite podcast, the Superamas podcast. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you so much for being here week after week. This is Paulina and my beautiful, oh, thank you, ever-growing sister, Jorice Lopez. What's going on with you, sis? Nothing. Summer is finally here. I have a middle school child. It's... Bittersweet, you know, she had her graduation on Saturday. Oh, I know. I'm so sad I missed it. Well, you know, I would have rather been at Joshua Tree too. (laughs) (laughs) It was Father's Day weekend. I mean, wanted to get away. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, you know, it was a really cute culmination ceremony. Mm I got to say a few words. Oh, uh, you did? I know. I Yeah, because, no, you know, I'm part of the board. Aww. So they asked me to say a few words. I was like, yes, thank you. Because I was kind of part of Aww. our celebration. Yeah, it was. She must have been so proud that you went up there. I was really proud of her. She came home on Friday with a honor roll diploma. Wow. The last year, her fifth grade, she decided on her own to be on the student council. She did really well. I'm really proud of her. Really proud of her. So after her ceremony, she chose where to go. We went to Dave and Buster's. Oh, nice. <laughs> with Fernando, her brother, Paola, Elizabeth, her husband, too. We went. and oh, fun. I had never been there Aww. before. So sad I missed that. Eddie would have loved to be there. He loves it there. I've never been there. It's like a grown-up... Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. I was like, oh, and they have alcohol? I was like, all right, I'm here. <laughs> it was fun. And then in the afternoon, they had like a party mm-hmm. for the graduates at someone's house. And that was, fu- that was fun. Parents got lit. Of course. You know, kids got lit. Parents got lit. It was really fun. It was really fun to see because... Do people still say the word lit? Is that like still like... Or are we aging ourselves with the word lit? Well, then what is the new word? I don't know. I'm just asking if you know. People got fired? I don't know. I think I think, I think think it used to be fire and then it became lit and I don't know what it is now. Exploding? It was explosive. <laughs> it was explosive. It was funny because at the end, some, some, some parents were a little too... Too lit, happy? Too happy. That was really interesting to see. But it was fun, you know, like getting to know each other. Before you leave? Before we never see each other again. That's what happens. It's like everyone's like, look, this is who I really am. Peace out. I'm never going to see you again. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it was fun. I mean, now she's on a whole other level now. Well, yes. That's middle school. It's huge. It is. It is. It's really, it's really fun. But yeah, that's what we did on the weekend. How was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was great. So we went up to Joshua Tree. And I think this was the first time in a very long time. I mean, the first couple of times. I don't know. That we just went up there without having any quote unquote work or mm. any agenda. We just went as vacation. As like, let's pretend we're guests in this house. It was so nice. Not having to worry about doing content. Not having to worry about, oh my God, when you do go to Walmart for the fourth time or go to Home Depot for the seventh (laughs) time today or like we forgot something or we need to miss something, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there was only one Home Depot trip that my husband did. It was very minor. Hey, from seven to one? Yeah. And he did a a few things around the house that was, uh, but I didn't worry about anything. I just showed up and it was so Mm -hmm. nice. And I think also at the end of the day, we weren't, we weren't tired. And around midnight, we went outside and we, I felt like I was in outer space. It's crazy the amount of stars that are out there. And I had heard about it. I think because we started going early in the summer and late spring, it doesn't get dark until very, very late. Yeah. Like a nine. No, like a 10. What? Yeah. There's still like until like 10, it doesn't start to get really, really dark. So at midnight, we went outside in the hot tub and it was just, we felt like we were in space. The amount of stars oh. is crazy. And I am in downtown Georgia Tree, so I'm not even out like in the outskirts. I can't even imagine what it's like like in the park. I was like, this is wow. wild. And I'm sure around 2 a.m. it just only gets better and better. But it, I was just like, damn. I, I don't know if you saw I posted a picture on my yeah, stories. I, I did see it. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. from my phone. Wow. That was like legit. You can never get pictures of stars with the phone. No, that was legit a picture <laughs> from my iPhone. Wow. Yeah, it was wild. I can't I wait like, to go. I was like, can't what? wait to go. I was like, this is crazy. And it was just so nice. We just relaxed. We really just relaxed. Oh, my. Hu- I mean, we did, oh, that's nice. We really just did like, my husband went to the record shop. He's 
spent like an hour in the record shop, came back, and we listened to records like at night. We didn't even watch TV. The kids were sleeping. Very sex in the city. Very Super. In the city. I was like, wow. And like, not even like on purpose or like trying. Like, it wasn't like we That's just nice. did it for Instagram. We didn't even, you know what I mean? It was like, he just felt <laughs> you like. You didn't even post it. I know. He was just reading. <laughs> he was just listening to records that he bought in the local shop. And I was just drinking my really nice sake that I bought from the bottle shop down the street. And it was just so nice oh my god i can't wait to go guys check out i mean i haven't been so i'll let you know yeah but i'm sure it's amazing i can't wait to yeah go. my son I was asleep my daughter was asleep we travel with the pack and play she goes to sleep at 6 p.m and mm-hmm. he went to sleep at mm-hmm. 8 so then we were just like hanging out <gasps> i don't know what that's like and we haven't been able to do that no it was time. so nice i'm telling you we didn't even watch we didn't even watch tv we're just like talking and listening to records which That's I so was like, nice. when will we ever do this in LA? Like, this is so weird. Mm-hmm. I'm totally mm-hmm. now that person. It's like, it's just different out here in Joshua Tree, you know? <laughs> the and, I mean, it's different when you leave. The vibrations are different. I'm charging my crystals <laughs> and I'm gathering the energy of the moon. Like, I'm totally wow. sold. I have a Joshua Tree shirt, a hat, a sweater, a coffee mug. My ass is like, oh you're, a, you're about it. I'm like, I am embracing the life <laughs> i can't wait to go i'm gonna go ch- i'm gonna check out your listing and see what you have available you should definitely I, please stay over i keep telling you guys please. i need to go i'm telling you i need to go i mean we've been so busy shout out to my husband by the way because a long time ago he went to a meeting for the school and he came back and said i signed us up for the committee for the graduation and i was like you signed us up oh hell no you sign yourself up, honey. And he came through. I went and I saw, I talked to all the ladies that were part of the committee and they were like raving about how good he was. And Oh my God. Was he like moving boxes and pinning things, doing the Ramiro thing he does? He did. And so they were all like, oh my God. I was like, oh, and I had to do so nothing. Awesome. Awesome. So shout out to him because he came through. He he actually did, well, not, I'm not going to say he actually, but he did, he took up on like a, you know, a part wow. in the whole thing. And he came through and the, the party was great. So shout out to him. Shout out to the husband. Shout out to your husband too. All the daddies out there. I hope they had an amazing time. Oh, yeah. My husband napped oh, for an nice. hour and a half in the middle of the day on Saturday. I think almost two hours. Wow. I was like, I was like, happy Father's Day. I was like, happy Father's what is, Day. What is napping? I don't know when this is going to happen again, but happy Father's Day. <laughs> He's like, I can't believe I just snapped. You're welcome. My son was like, where's daddy? And I was like, oh, he went to Home Depot. He's like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> otherwise he would just <laughs> go in the room like, daddy, wake up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, shout out to them. Shout out to them. And check out the Joshua Tree. I'm going to end it talking about Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. Talking about short-term rentals. We have an amazing guest today who is a, what do you call it? Like a superstar host on Airbnb. She's definitely airbnb goals i think she's already passed airbnb to the point where she doesn't even need, need airbnb she's her own listings now which exactly, is the goal exactly she's like i don't exactly. need to give airbnb a cut of my money i can do this on my own so she just went ahead and did it on her own but she started on airbnb so she i think did. her story is really great so tell us Brisa, who do we have on the show today so today on the show we have tori bold who like we said is an airbnb super host and co-founder of bolt farm treehouse and for any of you who are not familiar with the bolt farm treehouse it's just such an inspiring place to reconnect with nature, with the people you love, your purpose, and it's a leader in luxury outdoor travel. You have to visit her site. It's unlike anything you've seen before. We can't wait to stay. But what started as a treehouse for Tori and her husband Seth's wedding day quickly became, under Tori's marketing and PR prowess, a nationally recognized brand featured on Netflix, a celebrity hotspot, and named the most popular Airbnb in South Carolina by Buzz. she's inspiring and not just and not just that but like her spirit i was just telling you i think we were talking about off air like yeah this is how i wish my daughter is when she grows up right like carefree like super like you know in her face like just like just you know god first you know she's everything about her just like just so light and you know and free every time i meet people like that i'm like okay like i really know how important it is to have that like faith base you know and yeah since you're little because they grow up and you're like oh my god you're so like i don't know not even spirit like it's not even like you're not even like spiritual but that light that whatever you have inside, that is you know? like what i want for my daughter 
that's that's exactly. I want that for for Augustina because her mom is like <laughs> I was telling you it. I'm more like ah she's like ah <laughs> she brings that ha ah, energy and I bring that ah energy <laughs> oh my god that's funny anyway without further ado here is Tori Bolt Welcome to the show, Tori. I am super excited to have you. I have been talking to my sister about you since we met a few months back in Atlanta. She's super excited. I mean, we're both super excited. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited. So before we get started in our conversation, please introduce yourself to the Supermamas. Tell us who you are, what you do, how you started, like whatever you want to share about like Tori Bolt. Please share it. Yeah, my name is Tori Bolt. Um, my husband and I uh, created and own Bolt Barn Treehouse. So it's luxury treehouses, domes, and other unique accommodations um, in beautiful nature settings. So um, we just finished, let's see, a year ago, actually, we opened up our newest retreat uh, between Nashville and Chattanooga, Tennessee. But it's our dream to build these all over the country. So that is what we are wow. doing. Yeah. How long have you been doing this? Like, how did you start? I remember you shared the experience of the first property that you do. Oh, well, first of all, you're like, a, what do you call like a superstar, megastar, diamond? Super host. Yes. Super host on the Airbnb world. I remember you shared the story of how you came about your first property and how you started. Mm. I would love for you to share that story, please. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like it's it's still crazy to me to see what Bolt Farm Trios has become like to this day with the super host thing. And we were featured on Netflix and all this stuff when I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a small family business. And just like a, an idea that it all started for love. Seth, my husband built the first treehouse for our wedding day. Wow. He did build me that treehouse, And it was on our honeymoon where we had the space and time just to like be, to dream, to pray you know, to reflect and think like, what do we want our lives to look like? And everything was just pointing towards more of this. And we also just see the problem that seems like people are just so busy. Hardworking people are so busy. We're glued to our phones. We don't take time to rest and we're just running on empty. And we wanted to create environments that really help you slow down. And so that's what Bolt Farm is. And Paulina, I know you asked about the story of how we found the first property. I'll do my best to keep it really quick. You know, I have seen God's fingerprints on, on all this because, like, we work really, really hard. We work like, you know, when you're a business owner and you're passionate, you're working 12 hour days, like, it's nothing. But we can't take all the credit. Like, the property we found in Charleston was way out of our budget, just gorgeous, lined on three sides by this creek. Long story short, we were going to just try to buy a small portion of it. And that's, that was our plan. Well, the seller just wanted to keep it really simple. And sell all 30 acres to one person, and we were like, well, crap, there goes, there goes our chance at this, you know, like within a matter of a couple of days, we had met this couple, this local couple at a community meeting. And we told them, like we introduced ourselves and told them what we wanted to build. And they shared that same vision and alignment. And they were basically like, well, we want you guys to have this. And so they gifted us the rest of the money to buy the land. And I was That's like, wait, incredible. what? Wow. Like, what does this mean? Wow. Like, are you guys investors? They're like, no, this is, this is a gift because we believe in this and we, we want to see it happen. And they said that. And I was like, that is incredible. But like, you know, is this really going to happen? Well, we're up <laughs> the four of us, me and my husband, and then that other couple were sitting on the property just to show them. Right. And we thought they were just going to like, take a look and see it like that next step in the conversation. Well, the realtor surprised us and he brings the contracts and he's like, if you guys are serious, you need to sign it right now. I'm like, Oh shoot, this just got really real. And like, as he whipped wow. out the contracts, a bald Eagle flew and landed on a, on a branch, like 50 feet away. <gasps> I am getting goosebumps. I know we all had the goosebumps and it was crazy. And I look over my husband's crying. I'm like, Oh my God, what's happening? He had prayed for that a week before. He was like, God, if we're supposed to be here, like, please send us a sign. And he jokingly said, if it could be something really cool, like an eagle, that would be amazing. And that's exactly what happened. It's just, it's crazy. Amazing. I love that story. I know we, uh, when we met in Atlanta back then, we all shared how God has, you know, his fingerprints all over what we do. 
And when you share that, I was like, oh, my God, that is such a beautiful story. Um, And I mean, you know, it has multiplied. It has multiplied. And, you know, now you guys have this amazing brand that you guys have built. Uh, Like you said, you were featured on Netflix and, you know, doing all you have these beautiful properties. And the reason why we were excited is because, you know, like I shared with you, my sister just listed her first property and she's on her way. (laughs) Um, On my way to be the next Tory Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I don't I don't have an Airbnb, but I I don't remember, you know, this actually this past weekend, uh, my house was being remodeled and I couldn't stay here one night because it was just unlivable. So we went to a hotel and my kids were so excited to be a hotel. They had never been to a hotel, which is so funny. They were like, oh, my God, you know, because we always stay in Airbnbs. Like and I, yeah. I always like to travel to Airbnbs with the family. I think it's the best thing to do with family or like, with you know, I, I just like to make my the space my own. And um, I love Airbnbs. So I wanted to bring you in because, you know, I always talk about it. My sister just listed and we had like, we just wanted to get your experience, your point of view tips on how to choose a good Airbnb for the family, you know, what to avoid. And like also tips, like if someone is starting their Airbnb hustle, you know, what are the do's and don'ts? Yes. Oh, I'm excited to dive in. Yes. And I want to see, I want to see your place, Bracey. You said it's in Joshua Tree or nearby. Oh my gosh. I'll send you the listing. So I... I mean, how many properties do you have um, as of today? As of today, we've got 15 like individual properties. I love that you have to like think about it. If you have to like <laughs> sit and like think, that's a great sign. It's like, it's like your children. I'm like, wait, how many, how many do I have? <laughs> so the newest location in Tennessee has 10. And then before that was Charleston where we built four. And before that was the first one that Seth built for us. So it keeps growing. I'm like, okay, what's next? How many is Seth going to dream up this time? I hope it's no more than 10 because that was hard to pull off. But yeah, no, I I would love to to share whatever would be helpful to anyone who's listening who either is an Airbnb host or thinking about it. I I think one of the biggest things is like you have to really just, you have to care. You have to care about people and giving people an amazing experience. This is like pretty ironic. Today I'm in a hotel because my husband's also a musician and they're rehearsing like down the street. So I am in a hotel, but as you can see, and no shade at at hotels, but it's a box. It's a very basic box with Mm -hmm. a basic bed and a desk with one chair. And I could be anywhere in the world right now and it is gonna look and feel the same. But with an Airbnb, like, you know, the best ones are quirky and they reflect the host or it feels like an extension of your home, whether it is or it isn't. I think the littlest touches, you can, you can make someone feel really special for Bolt Farm. We call it a wow. We like to wow every guest. And that doesn't even mean spending a lot of money. You could do that with a handwritten note, or you could do that by, I don't know, finding out some of their preferences. Maybe this person drinks sweet tea and you leave like a little thing of sweet tea in the fridge and they just they see it and they feel known. And I think that's one of the biggest differences. Oh, that is so true. I love that. You know? So are you solely on Airbnb or do you have it in other sites like HipCamp or VRBO? Are you solely Airbnb? Yeah. So we actually take the good majority of our bookings directly. Outside of that though, it's solely oh. Airbnb. Yeah. So when you book directly on your site that I'm seeing, when did you start doing that? Was it when you got so popular and you became, you know, you've been in so many different shows and you've been featured in so many magazines. Was it at that moment that you decided, you know what, I think we can go direct. And how do you manage the bookings from online and syncing them to your Airbnb availability? Yeah, we started introducing direct when we launched our Charleston property. So our second property, that was about a year and a half or two years in to starting Bolt Farm Treehouse. And I think it all comes down to trust, right? One of the greatest things about a third-party platform, whether it's Airbnb or something else, is you have this third party and you know, if I show up and get a totally different experience than was marketed, they're going to take care of me. I'm going to get my money back. And there's accountability there. If you're like me, at least if I'm like picking some random place, like you feel a little bit comforted knowing, okay, this is a third party. But after this, this company has created a name for itself, it's a brand you can trust or you see the reviews, or maybe you've stayed there once before. 
then you're more comfortable to go direct. That was our opinion and our, our thought process in that. And we still are on Airbnb. We've been able to go up to the headquarters a couple of times. I mean, think the world of the company. We went direct just because just like the argument between like having social media followers or an email list, like if they're coming to you directly, like you have more access to your guests. You know, you can right. talk with yeah. them directly. There's not like that curtain. How big is your mailing list today? It's big. It's like uh, 120,000, wow. which is just crazy. Yeah. Wow. So that's insane. Wow. We have the best guests and we've had people who've stayed three and four times. And that's another thing we believe. Like if you show someone total care and hospitality, like you want to make a guest for life. You don't want to just be a place someone conveniently stopped for the evening. And I know, I think with, after the pandemic, a lot of people got into the space because of the money and it, it can, it has potential to be a good business, but if that's your motivation, you'll see and feel a difference. You'll see kind of the people doing the bare minimum, the, the cheap basic furniture and this and that, you know, versus if you really care. That's true. That's true. I, I you know, there was a, there was this property that I always, I always remember because that was, uh, somewhere that I that I plan to go with my family for New Year's, and we've gone back to that same property three times because of yeah. the people that run the place and like how they were so nice and they really made us feel like it was our place. Like I felt like, oh my god, I own this property, you know. And you're right, that's true. I I I already know that that's the property that I want to go to. I don't even bother looking for other things. I just know. I know the name of the guy. His name is Corey. And I'm like, hey, Corey, you know, I, I, he's like my buddy now. I like, I only go like once a year and I never talk to him otherwise, but it's, it's true. It does, you know, make an impression of you as a guest, as opposed to other places where, yeah, we've had experiences with my sister where the host was like completely rude and like looking at everything that we were doing. And oh, yeah. we felt like, like, don't open this cabinet. Don't do this. and Don't do that. In those places, you feel like you're being watched the whole time. You're not comfortable. Again, people, I think, choose Airbnb because they want to make the, the place them, their home, like an extension mm-hmm. of their home. And so you don't ever go back there because you're like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel like, you know, homey. I don't feel like my kids were free. I don't think, you know. Uh, so you're completely right. I agree with the experience and the whole situation with the hotel. That That's the difference mm. between both places. You feel like secluded in a square, you know, where I feel like on an Airbnb, you have more freedom. Now, Tori, when, so you started this journey how many years ago from the, when did you book your first guest? I guess it was, it was 2016, shortly after our wedding. Yeah. We got married in the end of May and then soon after is when I got involved. So, and actually, yes, it started with Seth and his dad. I was working in local news. It was like my dream to be the next Juliana Ranzig. That was right, the dream. And so I was working (laughs) at a local news station. Every free minute I had, I was like working on Pulp Farm social media following. We had like 20 Instagram followers. And I was using the marketing skills and the PR skills that I learned in my station to Pulp Farm. And then I just found myself caring more and being like more and more drawn in. And it was on our honeymoon that we thought like, okay, this is probably our future. And so it was that January, almost, you know, I guess what, eight months later, I quit my job and just went all in. And now that's all I do, like full-time entrepreneur, live and breathe it. And gosh, now I can't see it in any other way. We built like a small but mighty team and planning our next build. That's awesome. And where do you reside? Where is home to you? So we're actually a bit nomadic. And it's it's funny because my husband's been in this band, well-established band, you know, they're opening for One Republic this summer. And they're like, where do you live? And we're like, a really nice camper. Uh, But it's great. I mean, it's (laughs) it's the season of life that we're in. I'm a super mamacita right now. So no kids. Yes, uh, that's right. We're Stay uh, that way. literally, <laughs> Stay that way. I know I'm like, I gotta interview you guys for all the mama. I don't know. I always tell my friends, kids overrated. <laughs> <laughs> You're just scarred from summer camp this morning, right? <laughs> Girl. Oh man. That's yeah. Another, another but conversation, yeah, so but so you're nomadic. You're just like living wild and we're free. Nomadic. You have a very wild and free spirit. I can tell me you, you just, you, you're like sued that beautiful light spirit even through a screen oh thank you wait what band is your is your is your husband in so their need to breathe oh, I mean, nice. it's okay. crazy seth met the, the lead singer when he was seven years old 
and they started the band like when he was still in high school and 20 years oh later gosh. they're still doing what they love i love, I that. love that i i always say that yeah. being in the music industry i think that is the hardest industry to be in harder mm. than anything else because it's really not just you can't i mean you have to be very talented but that's really not enough that's just 20 percent right. of the music industry that's hard like if your dream is yeah. to be a singer wow <laughs> it's very very difficult um so kudos to him no it's just funny how how different uh our lives like he has a foot in two different lives like he's a rock star and has you know, a team of people to do things and shows up and performs on stage. And then as soon as that's over, he's back in the deep woods, living in a camper, swinging a hammer and building, you know, it's just so funny. And I love it though. He's a construction born Southern boy at his core. What I've seen is like the same thing that like my, with my sister, I saw the process. I, I saw the process that she and her husband went through and for a, a property to actually, that you care, like you say, you have to be there. You have to actually put it together yourself. You have to give it your signature. I think in the past few months, my sister had been there every weekend, every weekend, just yes. there, like from, you know, I think Friday night to like Sunday night, just breathing, leaving, being there. And 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 then when she finished and I saw the pictures, I still haven't been there, but I saw the pictures and I was like, oh my God, this is totally her, like, and I'm I'm assuming that's what that's what you do with your husband, right? You guys build it from the ground up, and it's all you. And it it wouldn't feel the same if you guys didn't do that, right? Yeah, yeah. How involved was yours? Did you have to do renovations or was it decor? Yeah. So we found I found this property last year, exactly a year ago back last year in August. We were looking to do something in Joshua Tree. And I found this property and I just fell in love with it the moment I saw it. It was made out of bricks. It was really small. It wasn't super secluded. I'm still a little bit like, how would I say this? Very uh, adventurous, adventurous, you know, like uh, like deep woods. <laughs> I'm going to go hike. You know, I'm not that person. So this was mm -hmm. like the best case scenario. You were still really close to the village. Like It was still a really big property and it was very cute and it, it had character. And I think that's what I was looking for. But when I saw it again. And when I sent it to my realtor, he said, oh, it's already an escrow. I'm like, oh, of course. The price was great. It was an escrow. And like you, you know, we just sort of prayed and said, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And if it's not, oh well. So then the realtor reached out to me and sent me some other options that none of them I liked. And then I said, but what about that house though? Why don't you get me that house? And he's like, you know what? Hold on. And so he called the realtor and that same day it had fallen out of escrow. So we just went in Whoa. there. Yeah, that same day, the same day I called him, fell out of escrow. We got in. We were able to get it at a really great price, prices that you don't see anymore. We closed in December. We started working on the house in February. And like, you know, Tori, you go in there and you say, well, all it needs is like a little kitchen remodel and maybe the restroom. And then that's all. And then it'll be great. And then you get in there yeah. and then you start with the kitchen. <laughs> And then you follow with the bathroom and then you're like, well, if we're already here, like the backyard has to be nice and like maybe there should be a hot tub and maybe the shower should be nicer. So it wasn't a full build or a full remodel, but we did spend about 12 weeks of construction and putting it together and then adding your character and adding your touches of love and details. And now it's up and we call it the J Tree Brick House and you check it out. And we love it. We've got some bookings already and it's, it's nice, but more than anything, I mean, honestly, when we were done, like I didn't even want to list it. I told my husband, <laughs> I don't even want anyone to stay here anymore. Like I love this house so much. I just want to come here every weekend and I don't want anyone to come in here. But now it's, we hosted our first guests ever and it feels a little bit nice to kind of let go of like, it's my house. I don't want anyone to stay here. Mm. And I think it gets, gets easier as you host most more people. I think as we started working on it, we decided, you know, if we never even rent it, it's totally cool. Like, it's totally fine. This is a home that we put so much love into that even if we don't get even one guest, we are still very happy that we did it. That's a job well done. That means you're doing it right. <laughs> it's so good. And people will feel that. And I find that like you'll attract this, you'll attract guests who are, who have that respect you know, that sense of respect for your place because they'll be able to feel that love. That was my next, my next question. I know that me as a guest, sometimes I think we feel 
going into a property, it's like going into a business, right? And I, we expect the best service. Like, you know, where's this? Where's that? Where's all this? Where's all my towels? How come I don't have towels? How come I don't? We have a lot of expectations as we go into these places. But like for you as a host, I want to hear that the other side. What are the expectations? Like, because, you know, we get a bunch of rules, but those are rules that are just like, like rules. What are some of the things that you... Sometimes it makes me nervous. I know I was talking to my sister last last week and, I, and you were talking about like, well, there's children that go in your property and they break something, right? What, what happens then? Like, is she like, do you charge it? Do you not charge it? What as parents, we're like, okay, should we just not touch anything? Like you, what are the, like some of the expectations as someone that has done this for a while, like real expectations from people? Yeah, no, that's such a good question. And I was thinking about that earlier because also my like number one pet peeve as a traveler, it's kind of baked into here. But basically, gosh, there's so much, so many angles I could take with this. When it comes to roles, the fewer, the better. In your description and the way you present your place, you're going to attract the right people. Like we don't have party people. People don't come to Bolt Barn to party. They come to like celebrate life special milestones or to to get away and find peace and, you know, in nature. Actually, it was at this, this most recent property in Tennessee that we finally built our first few like child-friendly units. Before that, we were just for couples. But yeah, we, tr we try to minimize the rules. And what we did, I highly recommend this, is we actually made a welcome video. Think about the guests. You show up to vacation, like reading a binder of paper is like probably the last thing you're going to want to do, right? You're like, I feel like I'm at yeah. school and I'm probably just not going to read it. So if you can't keep it to five rules or less, and I know like for platforms like Airbnb, you have to write your rules and that's fine. You know, think about the important ones. But we made a welcome video because we're not necessarily there to visit and welcome each guest. We have an amazing team, but we didn't want to lose that personal touch. And so we made a welcome video greeting them, telling them our hearts, introducing them to us and the people that they'll see on site, and then telling them like rules and, and like tips so that they have the best stay. The video is super easy. You know, you can give them like a, a Google Drive link or unlisted YouTube video, but it just keeps that personal touch. You have no idea how much my husband has been bugging me about doing a video. Like we need to do videos. <laughs> we need to have an iPad at the house. Where everyone shows up, they press play. And like you need to, we need to do like a welcome video and show them everything. He's been talking about this video for <laughs> weeks Okay, I'm with him. He's a good man. I'm, he is. I, I always tell him, like, this is really your calling. Like, he and her welcome book is just gorgeous. It's not even a binder. I'll send you some, some pictures. Yes. Now we're going to go up this weekend. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to do the video. You, you just inspired me. Okay, keep going. Okay. Sorry. Yes. And I'm going to send you the link to mine. And there are moments where it's like, I, I feel cheesy. I feel like Vanna White or something. But, but it's helpful and people, people like it. So I'll send you I would ours. love to see that um, video. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then, okay, here's my number one pet peeve when I'm a traveler on Airbnb or like, you know, any other platform like that. Here's my thing. If you're going to charge a cleaning fee, that's okay. But don't give me a long list of checkout instructions. Like I yes. remember it was a yes. couple months ago, they charged like a $200 cleaning fee and the checkout instructions were like, wash your dishes, do your dishes, put them away, do it, like strip the sheets, start the laundry, take out the trash. I'm like, no, like you get to either have me clean up my mess or charge the fee, but don't do both. Like that drives me nuts. <laughs> I agree. So. I agree. I agree. I told, and then, and, and the cleaning fees are not cheap. They're expensive. You know, I'm like, right. Oh wow. Cause you see, cause that's what, you know, you see the, the, the day rate and then you see, I, I then you see the, the cleaning fee and I'm like, that's like misleading. First of all, if if then you want me to, you know, do all of this, take all of that, clean that all, the, then what is the point? Like I might as well just clean up the apartment or the place, you know, and that's it. I do. I mean, I don't leave things around. You know, I do clean up and everything, but I do see. I I see your point where I'm. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, this is too much. We have to wake know, up I'm super like early to clean up the place or start cleaning <laughs> since the day before for, to leave the next day, and I'm that, that's time taken away from your vacation. Right, right. So we charge a cleaning fee, but we say, don't do a thing. You're still on vacation. Leave it all to us. You know, just grab your stuff and we've got the rest. That's amazing. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, we don't have checkout instructions. We have a cleaning fee, but we don't expect okay. people to clean because I'm the same way. I'm like, well, if I'm, I come from the hotel, like I love hotels. I, I am a hotel person. Like my husband and I, we love, and the reason I told my husband is like, I just love hotels because 
I don't have to worry about stripping the sheets. I don't have to worry about doing the dishes and cleaning. Like Airbnb hosts just expect you to do all these things. But I think this cleaning fee is something that's semi-new. I think, I think I've only used Airbnb once or twice. And the moment I got a check on instruction of like, oh, I stayed with my girlfriends and we had to get up and do the dishes and strip the beds and put the things. And I was like, oh, nah, I'm, I'll see you at the hotel, okay. girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why my kids were so impressed because they didn't have to do anything. They were like, they cleaned? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, let's stay here forever. I'm like, where's my turndown service? Right. I know. <laughs> right, so now do you do you see yourself now? Because now I feel like now you have like full on two hotels. I mean, yes, they're homes, but now you're like a hotelier. Hotelier, is that even a word? I don't know. We're at ESL here, <laughs> so is. I don't know if that's it even is. a word. Yeah. But now it's like you, you know, reimagining hospitality. You know, the world always changes. The world continues to change. And to live in a world where now anyone can become, I mean, a host slash hotelier slash real, you know, you're in different in a, in a different industry that maybe when you were younger, you thought you just only saw the Hiltons, right? And you're like, that's so far from achieving. So like, so unattainable, like you Hyatt, a Hilton, a Four Seasons, it just seems so out of reach. And to think that now anyone can become that. How do you see yourself now today? And also, I would love to know where you are now, now that you're building more properties and getting more. Is this everything just you and your husband? Do you have partners? And how did you find your first team? And also, who was your first main hire, like big hire that you're like, oh my gosh, mm. I can't believe we have this on our payroll. Yeah. Oh, so good. I know. I think it's pretty incredible that anyone can do it. It's just empowering to like take that first step. The way I see ourselves and Bolt Farm Treehouse is we want to be pioneers in this luxury outdoor travel space, you know, paving the way. My husband built the first one at a time where three things, it was like perfect timing. Three things were just kind of taking off. And that was Airbnb. It was Treehouse Masters. If you saw that show with Pete Nelson, you know, on Animal Planet and then Instagram. It's like, wow, these three things are like pretty powerful ingredients. And I can see how the three of them just like could be rocket ship takeoff. So we got a good head start, but people are now realizing, wow, anyone can do this. But we have an abundance mindset. So people who others might look at as competition, we're like, good, like good for you. Make We need more places like this on in the world and like chase your dream. But we just want to continue doing that because again, it, it's our dream to build these all over the country. It started out as just me and my husband and now we've got a small but a growing a growing team and it, it's incredible. We're a team of about 10 and then we, we have, you know, independent contractors and people that we contract out work to and we're, we're growing. We don't have any investors, which is crazy. A lot of people they see the Instagram or the website and they're like, oh, you know, there's got to be big money behind this. But in reality, we are just scrappy and doggedly determined. So we, we, you know, I mentioned we live in a camper. Part of that was a few years ago, we sold our house and a lot of what we own to do this. Just We went all in on this dream and like bet on ourselves, which was, it's, it's wild, but it, but it worked and it feels so good. And it was the perfect time. The perfect time. It was. It was a good time. Yeah. And I think in terms of like our first big hire, I feel every time we make a hire, I'm like, wow, this is, this is a big deal. You know, it, again, it started with me running the Instagram. And then when we brought someone on to run that and like, wow, like I love marketing. I'm a marketer at heart. So I'm still really involved, but having someone else get to do that, it, it's nice because I know like if we want this thing to grow, we can't hold on to everything. We can't, and not everything can go through us or we'll be the bottleneck. I think our first big hire was our first general manager. The property in Charleston is like, oh wow, like we're hiring a, someone to manage this, you know? It's just, just crazy. And it felt like, okay, I feel like we're legit. <laughs> we're official now. But you know, if you're just starting and you're listening to this and you're, you're thinking about that, you by no means, you don't have to do that. We did that because we mm -hmm. try to make decisions with scale in mind. But really what's incredible and the way the first trios ran is like you yourself can communicate with a guest and it's fairly easy. And then having someone who can turn over the units in between guests. And so, you know, I recommend don't allow single nights because then that means you'll be there a lot, right? If you can do like a two night minimum or three or four night minimum, it will cut down your workload. So really, if you can find a reliable cleaner or you're down to, you find cleaning therapeutic and you're down to roll up your sleeves, then 
you got an Airbnb business. I love this, like no single nights because my husband and I were having this conversation two nights ago about like, should oh. we do single nights? Should we not? So great. And then my husband wanted me to ask you this. Yeah. He says, ask her what are three things hosts can do to motivate guests to leave reviews? Because we're new and our first guests yes. haven't left a review. And then I told him, I'm like, listen, boy, I don't leave reviews. Okay. I ain't got time for reviews. <laughs> and I, I think that's why that, that hose that we stayed at, Paulina, got really mad at me. Yeah. Right? Because I didn't leave a review. And I'm like, where does it say that I have to do this? Right? Right. And my husband is the opposite. My husband is a review king. He's got his own Yelp profile. He's oh, like, wow. oh, he is. He will review everything. He'll sit there and like really do this. And I'm like, boy, so how can we motivate people? I know. No, it's a really good question. So I'll start off with the most basic. This is very anticlimactic, but ask them. I'm like you, Brizia. Like I like, I, I hate to say it. I hate to even admit it. I don't like, I don't write reviews. Like I'm so busy, you know, but if you're asked, when you're asked, you're like, oh, this, you actually care. And this actually helps you. And you're not just a, another face on the platform. Like you're a person with this new thing you're trying to get off the ground. Like absolutely. I'll stop what I'm doing and, and write you a review. So asking, and we do that after people, you know, on checkout day, Hey, hope you had a great time. If you have two minutes to just write a quick review, it would mean the world to us. And it would really, really help us because some people just don't realize how much it helps you, but it, but we know it does. So I think one is asking two is if they say something kind to you or affirming about their stay, whether it's in person or a message, you know, we're having the best time here, blah, blah. This is, this is cheesy, okay? But it works. Uh -huh. Sometimes people don't write reviews because they don't know what to say or they don't want to take the time. Just take what they said, remind them, hey, it meant the world to us when you said blah, blah, blah. Would you mind just copying and pasting this in the, into a review? It would really help us. Ooh. And then boom, you just super serve them. You know, my guest left a handwritten note for us telling us how much they love their stay and how much they were going to come back. And I was like, can I just screenshot this and just post it? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so sweet, right? So then do that. You're screenshot so nice. Or yeah. Take it out and say, this was amazing. Can you, can you put this in a review? This would really help us. So one, ask and do the work for them, which is kind of like, I love that. When people ask me to do something, I'm like, well, just do it and I'll send it. Okay. And then give me the third. <laughs> <laughs> the last one I was going to say if you're desperate, but that's not the right word to use. But like, if you're really trying to up your review game, give them a little incentive, give them a little gift. Maybe it's a coffee mug. Maybe it's, you know, mm. a discount off their next day, but Hey, leave us this review. We did that. We stayed at a place in Gatlinburg and it was great. And they, their review game was strong. I'm talking strong. And they were like, leave us a review and we'll give you a t-shirt which is a double win for them because now I'm like, yes, I want my t-shirt. So I write the review and now I'm wearing their brands around town and it's free advertising. So that I know the t-shirt might sound like a lot of work, but just, it could be the smallest little gift. People, people love a good freebie or maybe it's just mm. me. Oh no, <laughs> girl. Sure that. I take everything that's for free. <laughs> I'm like, what's free? I'll take 10. <laughs> Free 99, free 99. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here, Tori. Thank you for spending the morning with us. I love, like my sister said, I love your energy. I really wanted to have you on, hear your experience, and just really remind people that a lot of the work we do, but a lot of the work is coming from up there. And you got to do, you got to, you got to just work with what he gives you and he always multiplies. So. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much. And for all the super mamas, do you want to tell them how can they find you? Where can they follow you? How can they book those incredible tree houses that you have? I am looking at the ones for the families because I would, hey. I would be amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. So it's the website is boltfarmtreehouse.com. Bolt Farm Treehouse on Instagram. I mean, we're on all the social, you know, profiles on Facebook, on TikTok, but Bolt Farm Treehouse, we post most often on, on Instagram, but for the diehards, we recently launched a Facebook group and that's where we like, you know, we announce things first then. So like we're building our next retreat when no one's, you know, we haven't announced where it is, but people in our Facebook group will be the first to know. So if you're serious about coming to visit, you got to join the Facebook group. Perfect. Perfect. 
Thank you so yes. much. And we'll see you soon again. Yes. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Okay. And for the super mamas, don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back with our super mama pick or tip of the week. And we're back. We are back. On the show. I love her. See? Don't you feel lighter after yeah. listening to her? Yeah. And then I saw you and I'm like, <laughs> It's funny because I wish she actually does that noise. So then she looks at me. She goes, She's imitating you. I'm like, please don't. She's like. And then she, and then she just she's laughs. She's like, mom, is this? And she just, <laughs> she's so cute. Yeah, and then she just laughs. I know. She's so, so, so cute. So cute. Anyway, we're here in our pick or tip of the week. Sister, is there anything that you want to share yeah. with our listeners? You know what I, I'm loving and I love? My husband gifted me this for Mother's Day. Mm. He gave me an aura ring. I don't know if you, any of you have heard of the aura ring. Ryan Seacrest has one. Oh, okay. So BTW, this is not sponsored, okay? My husband gifted this. <laughs> to me for Mother's Day. I have been wanting some sort of health wearable thing. I just cannot commit to the Apple Watch for some reason. I just can't. Like I already have too many notifications following me all over the place Mm -hmm. for me to have something (laughs) in my wrist like going off. Um, And another thing that my child can like get away from me and like try to like, you know, push. Mm -hmm. But I really want Apple Watch, but I don't, I'm not going to commit to one. Now, for now. For now, for now. (laughs) So I had heard about the Aura Ring I wasn't really sold on it. I was kind of like, eh, what for? And then oh, when I went to the Utah conference, like four people had it and all they did was mm. talk about it and share all their stats of like their sleep and this and that. And they were like, you have to get it. You have, they totally sold me on it. So I was waiting for like when to get it. So I told my husband, this is what I want for Mother's Day. So he got it for me. And I am a fan, 100%. It is just a, a ring that you wear on your finger and it tracks your heart rate, your temperature. It gives you data on how well or how well you slept or how bad you felt you slept and how much rest you got. And it's really helped me figure out even I can tell it like if I eat late at night, your heart rate doesn't come down in the evening at night. So you don't get as much rest. Or if I drink, it like totally tells me like, yeah, your heart rate was elevated and you didn't get enough rest. Or it just it told me when I was going to get sick. It was like, it basically said like your, your temperature is going up. So watch out, like you might be getting sick. And I totally did. Mm. And it tells me when I'm getting my, when I'm getting my period, which is very helpful for me because I don't track that. It tells you mm-hmm. when you're going to get it? Yeah. Well, does it tell you because you programmed it or like well, I did, it I, I did. your body? Well, I think I added it the first time. And then it just tells me like, hey, you know, but I think it does track oh, your, okay, okay. your temperature. But does it tell you, it tells you on your phone, you mean? Like it's an app on your phone that tells Yeah, you connect. So the, the ring is just a okay. ring and then it syncs to your phone. But it's so great to see like when you got good sleep, when you didn't get good sleep, what you did, what you didn't do those days. I realized that for me, I have to have my, my room temperature like lower, like in the lower 70s in order for me to get really good rest. If, it, if it's hot. I don't get rest. Yeah. That's a whole other thing that I, I need to help see how to figure out because my husband loves like those soft, really warm sheets and I can't. So I'm like trying to figure out a solution for that because I'm like, I can't sleep. It just wakes me up and it's this whole situation. But- oh, you know what there is? My husband used to have this. He gave it to uh, Taylor. There's this thing called, I think it's called the Uller and is a... Mm-hmm. It's a thing that you put underneath your sheets and it has a machine next to it that adds cold water underneath. So you make your Ooh. your bed super cold. Polar pad. I saw it. Yeah. And then you can right do now. it for like one side chili of the bed. Chili pad. Sleep yes, system. chill pad. <gasps> so yes. you can do it for half of the bed, not for both of the beds. I need to. I need to because I'm the kind of person that's always like, pues saco los pies because I'm like, it's too hot for me. Oh, you and need to get like, that. Uh, it's expensive. Yeah, I need to get it. But it's worth it if that's if that is what happens between you two. Yeah, we need to get it. Well, we'll have material for another episode because I'm going to tell you that I bought, finally bought a scale. I have a scale in my house. Oh, okay. It's a big step for me. That's a big step for me. I don't. I never own a scale. You know, I was always had issues with that. So I bought a scale. I weigh myself every day. Well, now I weigh myself every day too. But that's not my pick or tip. My pick this week is going to be something that has come really handy now that I'm reorganizing and just figuring out, like, you know, organizing my house. I bought the Ziploc 
face bags, mm-hmm. which are some bags that you like, let's say all my winter stuff right now. Uh, there are some that are called that are the space bag for jackets and suits. And so you put them inside these huge Ziploc bags and then with your vacuum, you vacuum pack everything mm-hmm. to get all the air out. Mm. And that way, the space that it uses is so minimal because you know how like puffy and big those huge jackets and like all of the snow gear that we got and all those things mm-hmm. that they just take up so much space. I got those Ziploc bags, the space bags, and that has been really helpful because now it's less space. And it also doesn't get ruined because it's really, really well tied, like tight. And Why did you do that? There's no animals. For all the coats. Yeah, those are. Yeah, they have them for coats. They have them for like colchas. They have them for big things that you can put away. Because you know, right now we're in the middle of the summer, and what I found out is like before when I used to put them just in boxes or just in bags, when I would bring them down, they would still smell, even though I put them away, wash, and I would have to wash them again. So hopefully with this. I'm not going to have to do that. And they're just going to come down the same way that I'm putting them. So that has been a really big thing that I've gotten in this, during this kind of like moving out and moving into my house situation. Ziploc space bags. Yeah. So that is our episode for this week. And um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to add, sister? No. Love you guys. See you later. Bye. (laughs) Enjoy your summer. Summer's here. See you next week. Bye. Hey, sisters. Thank you so much for listening. Hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter. If you're not, make sure you hit that subscribe button on superromas.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. And of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore supermamas and on Twitter also at underscore supermamas and in el face at supermamas podcast oh one more thing we want to hear your supermama moment of the week to share with all of you sisters call into our hotline 424-329-3707 and leave us a message or simply email us a voice note to hello at supermamas.com very soon we could be featuring you on the show Please remember to leave your name and Instagram handle for a chance to be featured. Much love and see you next week. Super Mamas!